everybody and welcome to our podcast today. I have a very special person uh, who is Ashley Stahl, if I pronounce it right. Um, yes. <laughs> very welcome to you. I'm so excited to hear what you are going to tell us about. Well, thank you so much. I um, I'm really excited to talk about our uh, our horse rescue and what we do. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, so really, I guess where I got started um, was when I was little. Growing up, my grandparents, they raised cattle. Their great-grandparents raised sheep and cattle. So animals have always been um, part of the family or life, I guess you could say. Um, I was always around horses um, when I was growing up, but the whole rescue itself um, probably got, it, it got started more recent as I grew up. Um, I actually, so I worked um, in child protective services for three years um, and that, uh, that was my first job out of college. And um, in that field, they always tell you, you know, work-life balance. Don't get so caught up in your work, um, you know, that you don't have a life outside of work. And that's where I guess it, things really got started. It was my piece to go outside and, um, you know, take care of the dogs. Um, it started out fostering dogs. Um, and then, as I got older, you know, and more financially responsible, I said, hey, you know what? I want a horse of my own again. It had been, you know, year, a couple years past, um, got a horse, um, really enjoyed that horse, but one horse has to have a friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, so, the grow. <laughs> yeah, grew very rapidly. Um, that horse had a friend and then, you know, that horse needed a friend. And before yes. I knew it, um, wow, I was, I had a lot. It went from one to 20 to oh. we're, we're 44 now. <laughs> 44. So, 44. Wow. Um, yes. So uh, we have a few. <laughs> yes. um, we have seven mini horses three donkeys and then the rest are actually um full-size horses so we um we have a few <laughs> where are you located we're in so we're in a really small town in texas called san angelo mm -hmm. um it's about we're like three and a half hours from the capital austin texas um, not, not a lot of people know where we're at, <laughs> but, um, we're here, uh, the property that we actually do our rescue and sanctuary on, it has been in my family almost a hundred years at this point. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been in the family for a long time. Um, I don't plan on going anywhere, so it'll, you know, continue to be in the family. Um, but I'm definitely very thankful for this because that's also, I attribute, uh, you know, what we do to that. We, 
what we have here, we operate on about 150 acres right now, um, but we actually have access to several hundred acres, um, wow. but a lot of upkeep. Um, so we, you know, me and Michael and even my mom, um, they all, they all kind of help pitch in and we, you know, work together to make this happen, but it's definitely a team effort. Um, but so, yeah, so we, you, you grow your food yourself for the horses. Not yet. Um, okay. we do have <laughs> We want to, but the issue we've been running into is uh, no water. We get very little rain. Um, so we're kind of worried if we plant these fields without already having irrigation set up, uh-huh. that it's going to be, um, you know, it would be a waste. But we did get rain yesterday. Um, oh. Look, got a little over an inch. So that's making me eat my words. Now we finally got... Uh, brain so hopefully that'll um bring up the grass too so but um we we want to get more um I guess self-sufficient we do want to start planning the fields that we do have um raising our own food for the horses raising food for us people as well um you know we want to we definitely are getting more towards that point as time goes on but as all good things do, it um, it's taken a lot of time, taken a lot of work um, to get even to where we are now. Um, we always joke, there's always a list. There's, um, yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> always a list of things to do. Um, you know, so me, me and uh, me and Michael stay pretty busy when he's here. Um, he does work a lot so he's um and he works out of town he's in the oil field so sometimes mm-hmm. he's gone for um you know two or three weeks at a time and so it's me stepping in to take care of everything and make sure everything is uh how it should be so um lots of work <laughs> yeah yeah i can imagine that it, but you have 44 horses. Um, you you have some kind of rescue. Yes. So we um, we work with, um, we try to help, you know, people here local. Um, we work with our local animal, um, animal control where they, sometimes they will come in and seize really neglected, you know, animals that need horses that need rescue. Um, and so that's, we do try to focus on the seniors, um, and the skinnies. That's, um, that's what I, not that I'm most comfortable with, but those are the ones that I feel like need the most help. Um, not everybody has experience refeeding, um, you know, healthy, the right way, because anybody can put, you know, weight on a horse, but it's healthy weight. There are certain steps that you have to take in order to ensure that the horse will survive because that's um, some of these cases that we get in, it's very, very critical that um, they are refed correctly. Otherwise, um, you know, it can, it can cost them their life. Yes. Um, there's it, each horse is different. Um, 
a lot of questions, you know, we get are, well, what do you feed? Well, that's a, that's a hard question to answer because each horse is different. I can't, I can't tell you what one thing we feed because what works for one horse, um, we don't know that that's going to work for the next one. Um, they're just like people, different, uh, different things work you know, for different people, just like it does with horses. Um, one of my worst ones, one of, one of the, um, very first skinny rehabs that I had star, um, it took almost a year to -hmm. get him back to health. Mm -hmm. And I mean, nobody really thought that he was going to make it. Um, he was that bad. He, he literally looked like a walking skeleton. That's Mm. the only way I know how to explain it. Um, but, um, he did, he bounced back after, um, you know, a year. Um, and then for some of our other ones, it has taken, you know, several months. Um, it, it just, it depends. Like I said, what from one horse to the other, um, it definitely, helps my mom is actually a nurse Mm -hmm. um so a lot of things you know that applies to people can also be applied to animals as well as far as health so she has been a valuable resource to have with some of these um horses you know that are in this kind of shape but really the biggest thing is time um you know, some, some horses do, they come back really quick and then sometimes it takes a while, but dedication is the key. Um, you know, some, some of these horses, we, um, normally we follow the UC Davis. Um, it's a, it's a protocol that they did or a refeeding guide. They, they, um, they did research on what is the most effective way to refeed a horse. And it's, small, you know, these small meals all throughout the day. So some of these horses, you know, we would get in, we would be feeding them all throughout the day. Um, I would even get up sometimes at night, you know, just to keep it regular, um, because they were so malnourished. Um, you want to, you wanted to go ahead and get that nutrition into them and the recovery started as quick as you can. One thing, um, one thing that I've kind of learned um, now, because we've had, I would say, well over at least 10 really skinny horses come through our rescue that we've had to refeed. Um, the gut health, one, one thing I have learned, um, once these horses, you know, have been starved for, you don't know how long, I mean, there's, you really wonder <laughs> how long they survive like that but their um their gut um that's you know obviously you have to watch in case they call it but the the gut health if you can get their gut health back on track Hmm. um you know lots of probiotics the the small feedings throughout uh you know the day the the gut health once once you get it back on track it seems like everything else just kind of falls into place um Mm. you know and of course now we've had it it's been several um we just most recently got a group of three um that were very neglected they were 
they were here local. Um, I can't say a lot about it still because of the situation that we got them in, but within it has not even been a full month and you can already see um, their ribs are starting to disappear. Mm-hmm. Just, just from the time that we got them until now, um, they're already looking so much better. And just having food in front of them, food and uh, clean water, it's made a huge difference. And two of these are, they're older. Um, they're not, they're not spring chickens. And normally they usually take a little bit longer to bounce back. And here we are not even at the month mark and they are, they're definitely looking better. So um, that's time. Good. I hmm. say time, but sometimes it's just a little bit of time, you know, um, food, good food for a horse goes a long ways. Yes, definitely. it does. Uh, do you do anything about their teeth? Uh, do you check them yeah. when they come in or, or something like that? We do. Yeah. Uh, so one thing with the skinnies, um, I do have the vet evaluate them, you know, make sure everything's okay. Yeah. We wait um, before, because normally we get horses teeth floated every year, sometimes twice a year, depending on the horse. Um, but with these skinny ones, we wait, um, like the newest three, they're getting a mash, you know, just to make sure they can eat it all and, uh, digest it easily. But we try to get, um, in their case, you know, couple, couple hundred pounds on them just to make sure that they can handle that because, One thing with floating horses teeth, you know, they, they have to be sedated. Mm. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm really careful. Um, just sedation in general, any, any type of procedure they may need, even the most basic um, with sedation, I'm just really careful until they mm. get that weight on um, just because their body is still in such a fragile state. Yeah. You don't, um you know what if worst case scenario and we've never had this happen but you know you worry about a skinny horse being sedated mm. and not waking up from it yes. um, yeah. just because of all the stress that's been put on their body but we do we do their um their shots you know their teeth their hooves um and again when they're really skinny I do wait a little yeah. bit mm. also just kind of let them settle in because yeah so sometimes I feel like that just letting them decompress mm. you know that goes a long ways um in itself as far as care of them I guess you could say yeah <clears throat> do you have them all outside or do you have stables or how is it uh how do you manage it We, um, we don't have stables. That's, um, actually what me and Michael have been talking about most recently. That is soon to be, um, in the works okay. right now. Um, what we have is, um, so not all of our horses are all together. Um, we have them all split up. Like <clears throat> I have some of my minis all together, just minis and one pasture, Um, and then I have my, you know, whatever, my 
three that may eat a little bit slower or one that might not get along with a different one. I have them all kind of split up. And so they have little like run-in sheds that they never use. They only use it when it's not um, bad weather. In the bad weather, they stand Mm -hmm. out in the element for whatever reason. Yes. but they do have shelters, um, you know, if they want to get out of the sun or mm. the elements stuff. and they have trees. Um, we have no, um, no shortage of mesquite trees here in Texas. Lots of, lots of mesquite trees and lots of cactus. <laughs> okay. But um, yeah, we, all of them, uh, they are set up where if they want to get out of the elements, they can. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, um, but yeah, that's, I think one thing, uh, people thought, you know, we just had them all together. No, we have them all. Every, everybody's separated. I think my, my biggest group that I have is, uh, eight horses. Okay. Um, they all, they all share eight horses, excuse me, eight horses and three donkeys. They all share, um, share a little area together. So, um, everybody else from there is split up into smaller groups so that it's easier to keep an eye on them when you have them in in small groups very much so um easier to keep an eye on them easier to handle them easier Mm -hmm. to feed um it is can be quite intimidating and with my group of eight um and i i (laughs) put them them up into smaller groups when i feed but uh it's a, when you walk out there with feed buckets with eight horses, it, um, it, it gets a little, gets a little exciting. Um, (laughs) but, uh, we've, we've got a pretty good routine. They know the routine. I know the routine. Um, my group of eight, I still separate horses from there every day, twice a day when I feed, um, less hectic, less fuss. Um, obviously the fewer horses, you know, you have the more you can, pull them out, the easier it is to make sure yeah. everybody gets a chance to eat, gets what they need. So it, um, it, it's my, uh, it's my morning routine. It takes me, um, about an hour and a half to feed in the morning and, uh, like an hour in the afternoon. Okay. So it's, a uh, it's, it's my little routine every day, twice yeah. a day. Yeah. <laughs> Where, where does these horses come from? Uh, it's uh, from farmers or riding schools or something like that. Uh. Honestly, all over the place. Um, there, there is not one place that we necessarily get them from. Um, some have came as owner surrenders, um, people reaching out to us, you know, asking if we could take their horse in. Um, some have been the neglect cases um, where the law enforcement has come in and actually seized them and asked us to take them. Um, uh, others have came from kill pens, slaughter pipeline, um, mm. horse traders, It honestly everywhere. I, I don't think there is a window auctions. Um, there have been a couple of our horses that have came from auctions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really think there's any one avenue that we haven't explored or not explored, but um, worked with people with these horses um, 
but yeah, all, all over. I, I try that I do what I can, or we do what we can to step in with individuals before the horses, um, actually get to these kill pins or traders. Um, I, I, I try to stay away from them, but we do, um, we do try to help before they get, get into those situations, but I'm not, um, I don't, I don't have any one place that these horses necessarily come from. It's case by case. The, the seniors are my favorite. Um, definitely if I could do nothing but rescue senior horses, that's what I would do. Um, they're my favorite. Most of the time they've worked their whole lives, you know, been really deserved a better retirement that they were handed. Um, but the, the senior horses are definitely, definitely my go-tos um, when I'm looking to help some of these horses. A lot of them have been older in age. Not all of them. We, we have helped horses that have been young and still have, you know, their whole lives ahead of them. So it just really, I guess, just case by case. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you find another home for them then when they are younger or, or you keep them all? <laughs> so if I could keep them all, I probably would. <laughs> um, normally what we try to do, um, we keep the older ones, the ones that don't ride or have medical issues, maybe vision impaired, um, has some arthritis, you know, where they need to get medication daily. Those, the, the ones that need extra care like that, we normally keep them for the rest of their lives. Um, there are a few people here and there that we have found that wanted companions, but it's, um, it's a very small, awesome group of people that exist out there, but we try to adopt the younger ones out, um, Mm. find them, the forever homes, the ones that can be ridden, um, Mm. the younger ones that can be trained. Uh, those, those are the horses that we definitely try to find a home for just because it's easier. Um, I, Mm. and I also understand, I don't want it to fault people and make them think that, you know, they have to take, I, I understand that not everybody can financially just have a horse, you know, without it being able to be ridden or something like that. So we do, we hold on to the, the older ones and ones that can't be ridden and not as desired. Those are the ones that we hold on to. Um, sometimes we hold on to younger ones too. One thing, um, one thing I tell people with us that makes us, I guess, a little bit different rescue from others. There is no rush. Um, We may get a horse in and keep it for a year until we finally find that perfect home. Um, I'm not, I am not, um, we're not the type of rescue to get horses in and move them out just, just to, you know, move them. And that's great that other people do that. I understand, you know, wanting to help more, but there's just no real rush here. If it takes, 
you know, a year for that horse to find its perfect match, then that's what it takes. If they don't, well, then they can, uh, they can stay here. Um, that's another reason that we added a sanctuary to our rescue because we definitely take in more that stay here than go out. Um, mm -hmm. for, <laughs> um, but there's no pressure um, for these horses to be moved. So, so how, how do you do that financially? Because it must be very expensive. Well, it is. Mm. Um, it is very expensive. Michael works. Um, so we have his income, our donors. Um, we actually have donors that sponsor certain horses monthly. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we also do, um, here locally, we do like unicorn photo shoots. Uh -huh. um, so some of these little events we go out to our local feed stores and we bring some of our minis out and do pictures with them. And it's just on donations. Um, so really we run, um, a lot of it is on donations um, from other people that are supporting us in what we do. Um, but it's, it's definitely not cheap and it's, uh, it's definitely a lot of work to make it happen so we're able to continue doing this but our donors and supporters have been by far one of the reasons that big reasons that we have been able to succeed and grow and continue to do what we do um they make it possible for sure yeah because it's not it's not only the horses i mean you working with the horses you you have to eat yourself <laughs> so <laughs> and and I run the farm and, and everything so <laughs> yeah yeah it's um it's work um it's definitely a job is what mm. i tell people i um i may not actually have a job right now um but this is um this is my job it just yeah. doesn't pay <laughs> it um it it pays me in happy horses. Yeah. <clears throat> that is great. Yeah, I think you do a fantastic job. I have been seeing some of your pictures and when the horses comes and, and they they get better. And uh, I think it's, it's a dream for many people to have that. Um, me also, I, I have been thinking about that, but but it it takes a lot. Um, you had the farm, but anyway, you had to pay to the farm as well, and and there's a lot to think about. Uh, it is. It's. Um, I tell people it's a labor of love. I. Um, it is very hard work, but it's not so much work when you love what you do. So then you work twice as hard um to make things work it it honestly has been a dream and a blessing all wrapped into one um i'm very fortunate to be able to do what i do um and continue to keep doing it that's it it really is it's a dream um i'm i'm very fortunate to be able to do this this um i know it, we also have volunteers um that have came out oh. here you know some of them actually had never even been around a horse before 
Um, so it's really exciting to get to provide opportunities like this for other people to enjoy, you know, what we do without actually having to have a horse mm -hmm. too. That, that's been, um, really neat. So, some of the connections, the people uh, that we've had come out and hang out and wash horses and, you know, just connect with it's, it's been really fun and enjoyable. Um, animal people, animal people are my people. That's what I always say. Um, there's just something about people, you know, in the rescue world that love animals, that, that connection with people, it, um, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. And, and uh, a lot of people uh, just want the horse to, to relax with and, and uh, groom and have a good time with them. Not everybody wants to ride, actually. That's, um, I think that's one of the things that sets me apart and Michael apart from a lot of people. We don't care about riding. It's great when we get to it's awesome. Um, mm -hmm. we haven't ridden in months. Um, the love that we get is from the animals, just getting to hang out with them. Mm -hmm. One of the things I catch myself doing all the time, uh, walk outside, just brush them and hang out with them and get to know them. Uh, I know this is going to sound crazy, but, um, <laughs> I Not actually, to me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually can recognize almost all our horses' voices, the whinnies, the nays. Yes, you do, yeah. My mom, a few days ago, we, we heard a horse whinny down in the pasture, and she was joking and said, oh, you know, who is that? And I, I recognized who it was. It was Hooch, um, one of the horses that I do ride whenever we can. And sure mm -hmm. enough, about five minutes later, he came up to the gate and it was him and yeah. um, you you recognize their voices yes, yes. I uh, <laughs> a lot of time out here with them I um <laughs> I pick up on stuff like that their little their quirks their voices um getting to know them is just so much fun mm -hmm. um that that alone is really the joy that and the writing is great too but that's that's kind of second to me um with everything else yeah. I know, I know a lot of people, they don't get that because I do have a lot of friends that, you know, they ride and that's great, but I, um, they just a companionship of having a horse that, um, is great. That's enough for me. <laughs> yeah, it is. And saving them is a, a, a big thing. I think it, it definitely, I think the joy um that you get when you see these horses transform mm -hmm. that's another big one for me that's i, I love these re rehab cases and they're not they're not always the happy ending that you want um you know there's happy times and then there's times that are really mm -hmm. sad too um and it's it's no fun those those sad days are no fun um but but the good ones, when you, when you see a horse, you know, in such poor shape come to you and then you see them over the days, the months, you know, recover, 
that makes that makes the bad times worth it. Um, that's uh, and it is hard. Rescue is hard. Um, it's hard with the animals, even the people. Um, dealing, you know, dealing with the people can actually be harder than dealing with the animals sometimes. <laughs> yes, um, I can imagine. Sometimes and, I, I just think that how why do people keep their horses if they can't afford to feed them? But uh, it, it can be family problem or, or anything else. So it's it's difficult. That and, and that's that's the other thing when you when you get some of these horses, you don't know the situation that they came in. So I know people and sometimes I catch myself too being quick to judge, mm -hmm. um, you know, quick, quick to point a finger, but we can't do that because we don't know the situation of, you know, where these horses came from. Maybe, maybe somebody really could not afford to feed them mm -hmm. and didn't know what to do because I can understand how it, it, it's not an excuse, but I do understand how somebody could be scared to reach out to somebody for help because I've seen how other people, you know, react or what they say. Um, you know, people, people are mean. Um, people are mean and that, that can be really scary. That's a, you know, you're reaching out asking for help and, and your horse may already be, you know, skinny. That's, it's scary. You don't, you don't know what's going to happen. So it, we do have to catch ourselves, you know, and say, Hey, we don't know the situation. We don't know what led up to this. What if something else, you know, is going on. And that's also, that's also, um, you know, can be the case too. So it, I see both sides. Um, so you have to wor work with people as well in, in yeah. this case. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the people definitely can be a challenging aspect of mm. rescue as well. Um, a lot of the times I am telling myself, you know, I'm doing this for the animals, um, mm. the horses. I, I, I don't care what somebody, you know, wants to say, what to do. I, I am here for the horse at the end of the day. Um, so we do, we, we work with people, you know, we may not want to, we work with, you know, individuals that we would rather not be giving them money, um, you know, to buy a horse to get it, get it out of a bad situation. But we do because mm. at the end of the day, it's, it's the animal that's going to suffer if, mm. you know, you don't make those choices. So it, um, very emotional, um, very, very, you know, your good days, your bad days. It's, um, definitely an emotional, um, <laughs> have you been in a situation where there's a horse you wanted to help but the the people will not give it away or sell it or, or something like that i have um i have i had oh. um there was a very very skinny neglected mini horse um that was going to have a baby um, we wanted to help. We wanted to bring her into the rescue, you know, get, um, start working on refeeding her. So, um, we did a fundraiser asking for donations in order to 
you know, transport this horse, buy the horse, transport the horse. And for whatever reason, the owner at that point, we, he wouldn't sell the little mini horse to us. He got mad. Um, he said that we made him look bad, but I, the thing was the picture spoke for itself. I did not need to say anything because the picture of that poor little starving horse was enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was, she looked, she was in really bad shape. I, I didn't have to say anything bad. Um, but yeah, he, he, um, said that we made him look bad and he didn't, he didn't sell the, um, the mini, he said he gave it to a farmer. So I don't know that stuff like that really bugs me. Um, I do think about her periodically too. You know, you wonder where they went or mm -hmm. who got them and you can just, you hope, you hope they get a good home, but that's really, um, you know that's all you can do and you can't help thinking a mini how much food do they need i mean if it's a big horse it, it can cost a lot but a mini horse they just don't need much to eat yeah. to look good that, that's what was really heartbreaking to me i mean yeah. it's they they don't eat very much so the fact that she was in that condition. And he was asking a lot for her too. Um, that was another reason, you know, we were fundraising to get her and I don't know how he saw it. Um, because I didn't, I didn't know this person. Um, somebody had actually sent me the ad, um, asking if I could help. And, you know, we said, we said, sure. Mm -hmm. Um, so why he got so mad that we, you know, we're raising the funds and to purchase her is beyond me, but they're, uh, I don't know the way, the way some people think or get mad is very strange to me. You know, it, um, he, he would have got his money at the end of the day. Um, but there you run into people like that mm. and rest. It's just, um, you definitely see people, I guess for what they are. Um, some people just really do not need to own horses, animals for that matter of well, any kind. That's right. right. So if people want to follow you or maybe help you in a financial way or something like that, uh, do you have a, a homepage or a, a page in Facebook or something so we do. we sure do we have a Facebook page um it is called all about horses rescue and sanctuary um there are if anybody would be interested in donating to help us along the way we have um different options on our page you can send us a message too to find us um but yeah Sounds great. I really hope that somebody out there would like to help you. I think it's a, it's a great idea and it's fantastic work you do. Um, so I, well, We appreciate that very much. Yeah. Anything else you want to tell us about? Uh, 
I think I, man, I think I touched on everything. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you very, very much for coming here today. Uh, it was fantastic to hear about it. And I'm certainly going to follow you on your page. So, um, well, thank you so much. I sure appreciate it. I know, uh, I know I can talk horse all day long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we, but we don't, do have a limit. So yes. I, I think also you got a lot of things here and I hope you all out there have heard what you like to hear here. Otherwise they can get in touch with you. So uh, thank awesome. you very much. And I appreciate that you were here today. Yes, thank you so much again. It was great talking to you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.